my name is Adam, and alternate universes exist. Along with my friend Joe, we have been given a task to use a magic window to gaze into these alternate universes and cast judgment upon them. To do that, we must become something else. We are the Monitors. The DC Monitors. <laughs> Plenty to talk about this week, and Flash, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, the Flash? Were there some big uh, reveals for you this week? No, just the whole episode was just such a cluster F. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it your favorite episode? My favorite episode? I don't think I'd go that far. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, the whole I felt explanation like, at the beginning. Well, yeah, like I had to watch it three times just to catch everything. So, like, it's the follow-up episode to the big reveal that you know. Uh, Barry is uh, Savitar from you know, old Barry from the future, but like you're f- all right. So you finally you waited twenty episodes to find out that Barry is Savitar, and then now here's the follow up. Things can start getting really busy. There's only a couple episodes left this season. You know you think it's going to be full of action and full of drama, and finally figure out what's what's the deal with future Barry. Why does he turn into Savitar? And it was a big letdown. Well. My favorite quote, I think, was in Savitar's explanation at the beginning, time travel. The more you do it, the less the rules apply to you. And I think that's <laughs> pretty much the perfect quote for the entire season. Yeah. Because the writers are just like, well, the more we do time travel, the more we just say, hey, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there are no rules. I like that Like Barry just kind of like travels through time now. Like Even the, the future version of himself that became Savitar just like doesn't care. Uh, like creating all these like temporal incursions as they say on legends and like doesn't uh like the legends never have any idea like barry created flashpoint destroyed like the whole timeline they didn't notice like <laughs> and then like when he creates the uh, savitar and savitar goes back in time to make all these acolytes and pretend to be the first speedster uh <laughs> they don't notice <laughs> so so welcome to the show guys we are adam and joe the dc monitors we're live right now on strangelabel.com join us in the chat room and check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the DC Monitors, and on Twitter, at the DC Monitors. And you can download this episode and every past episode at the thedcmonitors.wordpress.com. So pretty much the whole reason he became Savitar is because he was so sad and neglected by his friends that he wanted to travel back in time and become a god because gods aren't sad. <laughs> I, yeah, listen, this didn't make any sense to me. He was... a. Uh, a time remnant of Barry's that didn't die. That Barry used to stop Savitar. He made a time remnant of himself. And uh, Savitar killed almost all of them except for this guy. <laughs> who he like, just burned his face, I guess. And then like because he didn't kill him, he just kind of exists now. And then Joe and Cisco and yeah, uh, so everybody else was just like, well, you're not the real Barry. You're just some douchebag that looks like Barry, and you, you're, you don't have any feelings. And then Barry's just like, oh, I'm hurt now. But yeah, Time Remnant Barry, I guess, was living alongside real Barry. Yeah. And nobody liked him, but he was still Barry, <laughs> and none of the people wanted to hang out with him because he wasn't it, real Barry. I found it a little bit hard to believe. Isn't that not weird? Like, if you there were somehow, like, two of you, you don't think, like, your friends and family would just be like, oh... There's a second person of you now. We're going to shun this one because he's not the real one. I think they might because it would be so weird. Like, yeah, but they're used to seeing weird. They live in Central City. 
But how you could never know like who you were talking to. Like how could you? Well, it doesn't solve anything. Then like <laughs> once you just shun the the extra barrier, just like which, which one goes home to bed with Iris? I mean, does well Iris does was already lock, dead. Do they so. all three of them? Iris is dead. That's the, that's the whole reason he was created. So like, I, well, Barry which one just... goes home to Patty? Patty comes back. Uh, well, I, obviously the non-burned one. He's he's a monster. <laughs> but he could have like I don't know found somebody else or ran to a different city and started over anew. I just didn't get that like Joe um, or Cisco. You know all the people who really love Barry like uh, are just gonna shun a, a time remnant. Like he's not. He's still a person. I do like how uh, they acknowledge within the episode that the whole thing is pretty much ripped off from that Star Trek The Next Generation episode. <laughs> like he says, cause and effect. That's the title of the TNG episode. Yeah. And uh, the, the whole did, thing is a causality loop. I did like the joke. He's like, uh, you do have Star Trek on your world, right, HR? And he's just <laughs> like, well, Voyager. <laughs> like, of course. Of course I, he has Voyager. I was like, does he only have Voyager? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that <laughs> That would be hilarious. And then, uh, like, Cisco's just like, I hate spinoffs. I'm like, yeah, Flash is a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions, uh, yeah, it was just like the Star Trek when the transporter splits good Kirk and bad Kirk. But so I guess the essence of they're in a loop. They he Flash creates time remnants to fight Savitar. And that time remnant, the one time remnant isn't killed by Savitar, so that time remnant could go on into the future to be sad and neglected to become Savitar, who then goes back way back in time to create a cult and make himself a god so he could come back to 2016 to kill Iris to make them fight Savitar again. I don't even think it was like that. I think Barry was fighting Savitar, and so he made time remnants. And then uh, one of them wasn't killed by Savitar. Then Barry stops Savitar. Uh, by locking him in the Speed Force. And then uh, Extra Barry uh, went off all brooding and emo because nobody paid attention to him. And then he went back in time and just sort of became Savitar and made... I don't, I don't know. I kind of lost so that, it around there. Like, Cisco explained that it's a closed loop. Like, it's all cause and effect in a closed loop. There was, like, no beginning and no end to it. It's just... I don't think he explained it correctly. I mean, that's... Did he not explain it correctly, or was it just too messed up? I think it was just too messed up. I think the writers just like, if we make it more complicated, uh, the rules will no longer apply to us. <laughs> Maybe they'll start noticing their hands in the poker game, and Troy will recognize she well, already I thought ate it was, this piece of cake. I thought it was so weird uh, at the beginning when uh, the future Flash, Savitar, is monologuing and basically giving away his whole plan and what he's trying to do in the future, etc., and uh, our bear is just like, okay, well, what if I kill myself right here and now? Then you won't exist. And he's like, are you sure? You know, the reverse <laughs> flash uh, was still kicking around somewhere. Um, but then literally, so this episode, they focus on like, well, what are we going to do? Um, how do we prevent somebody who already knows the future, knows exactly what we're going to do? How do we prevent uh, that from happening? And then they're just like, we'll just stop Barry from making new memories. That's that's the solution. Yeah, it's... Uh... Like you said, he's. What if I kill myself right now? Won't you die? It's like, yeah, Reverse Flash is still out there. That didn't work, but this not creating new memories causes Savitar to lose his memories. Yeah, I, so <laughs> that was like the weirdest thing to me. Because it was like, okay, well, killing myself won't work because, uh, for some reason, you just said like, uh, uh, you know, it's a closed loop. I still exist. 
But if I do something to myself right now, like get rid of all my memories, then you also get rid of all your memories. And not only that, like uh, Wally lost his powers because Avatar never gave them to him with without his memories. But Wally also remembers the time when he had the powers. So I don't know. Like the whole thing was like a mess. This episode. Yeah, and never mind the fact that um, if Wally lost his powers because Savitar never gave him his powers because he didn't have the memories, Killer Frost should have also lost her powers yeah. and gone back to being normal Caitlyn, which for some reason didn't happen. She's inspired to fix everything. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, there were a couple like cutesy moments. So like this whole episode... Um, fixates on like well what if barry just doesn't regain his memories and you know that way savitar um you know doesn't really exist in the future like he also will like not have any uh memories and what does barry turn into like once he forgets his memories like he sort of turns into like the season one sort of bright-eyed like funny nice kid of uh of being the flash like the first couple episodes before he um, you know, really started losing people and, and everything. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where he was just like this witty, fun little kid. That was, yeah, that was the thing. He be, he becomes like a happy idiot. Like yeah. he's so innocent, like nothing ever weighed him down. And that was the other thing too. Like he becomes a happy idiot, but Savitar is the same guy. He lost all the same memories, yet he's um, so angry. Like he snaps to violence as soon as Caitlin walks in, starts choking her. I'm like, why is he so violent? Yeah. Well, they were just like, should, well, if you if you take away all of his memories, then he's just like the default idiot he used to be. Like, you know, the memories make the man. So exactly. Like, why is that happening to uh, Savitar? If he lost his memory, should he be the happy idiot again? I think that actually would have been interesting in the episode if we like, because we don't see Savitar at all. We see him lose his memories and then we see him again when he gets them back. Like, I yeah. would have liked to see him being wandering around without any memories i think they just didn't want you to like sympathize with savitar but like honestly that's a big decision so if barry uh, is is just futzing around like with no memories then doesn't that stop everything with savitar in the past or in the future rather like he's not going to kill um iris uh, he every everybody is saved like the day is saved and they don't have to worry about it anymore yeah that's what i got too but then i mean sure wally won't have his powers but <laughs> yeah. like it's like Iris's life for Wally's powers. Every, everyone's yeah. like, well, this solves your problem. It's like, well, Wally doesn't have his powers anymore. And Wally, everyone's just like, oh, well, we kind of have Wally have his powers. <laughs> like, I'll just die if Wally can't have his powers. It was, yeah, it was just, it was weird because I don't feel like they put a lot of thought into, like, making that actual decision. Because they can just train Barry to be the Flash again. Like, Yeah, he still had his powers. Yeah, so he could still, you know, learn to save the day again. It's just the immediate threat this episode was like a fire like firemen can put out the fire like it wasn't even like a metahuman was it it was yeah that was another um weird part of the episode they had heatmonger who was just some he's probably in the comics but he seemed like just a generic fire-based villain oh there was a guy wasn't there i just kind of assumed it was a fire in a building um yeah i forgot about um, that um yeah so we see barry's supposed to be prosecuting heatmonger that's right and, okay, uh, i forgot the whole court scene he, yeah forgets everything he's ever learned and uh i'm like god they must have had an extremely flimsy case against this guy <laughs> if the only evidence is like some accelerant resin yeah that barry found like they didn't see him committing whatever crime and then as soon as he's off the hook he just he just goes to a random office building and starts killing people with a flamethrower 
I mean, this is Setting like the whole building on fire. This is like typical Flash. Like every time a villain's caught and then is released through the justice system, they just immediately go back <laughs> and like do whatever they were doing before. Like you remember that yeah. one villain that was just like, I think it was Mirror Masters. I mean, he just got out of, of prison and just started robbing up banks again. And you're just like, really? You're not even going to give it a little bit of time? You're just going to do it this episode? Yeah, there was that other villain this season too. I can't remember his name. He had like uh, future guns or something. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, as soon as he got released, he like just immediately went back to committing random crimes. <laughs> um, so yeah, he had to uh, go save the people in that building, and he's he didn't couldn't remember how to use his powers, so he didn't like know how to put out the fire or carry people. Yeah, but they couldn't like coach him. You know, run really fast and wave your arms so that it creates a little air tornado that puts out the fire. I get that explanation. Like, he couldn't learn fast enough that some people would die. But I'm like, surely Cisco could have helped the people in the burning building. He could yeah. have, like, portaled in there and just start port- creating portals to get people out of there. I Yeah. I mean, there's clearly other solutions. And um, that's why I was a little upset that I didn't sort of think about it a little bit more. Cause, and granted, yes, you want a fully realized Flash versus Savitar to finish out the season. But... There was their solution right there. Like they just presented it on a silver platter with minimum casualties. The only casualties here are Barry's memories and Wally's powers. And we're just gonna scrap the whole idea. Yeah, and and then they just give up after. Like they could have just tried it again. Like maybe can we can we refine this technique so he doesn't completely forget everything? No. It, that, <laughs> now it's just like, out of the question. We'll, we'll tweak it so he only... Like, the how the plan was supposed to be at the beginning. And... What did you think of that uh, courtroom scene, by the way, before we get too far away from it? Was, uh... Um, I thought it was sort of a, a cute little idea to, like, you know, wear the, the glasses and he's just typing to him because, I you know, you fully expect him to just have the earpiece uh, so he can talk to, in his ear. Yeah. But then I've realized when they they have the little turn of like, oh, Barry's sweating so much, it shorts out the glasses, even though it was like they zoomed in on a single sweat drop. Yeah. Like made a huge spark on his glasses. (laughs) Um, Because I was like, oh, that's why they didn't do it in his ear, because it's too hard to like animate the sweat drop going inside of his ear to short out the earpiece. And um, I like how Julian is like so serious and like such a, He's such a tight ass the whole season. And then he picks this scene where he's trying to give Barry the information. And he chooses this scene to be funny. Yeah. He's just like, (laughs) can you not talk in emojis? But, like, honestly, Barry, why are you reading smiley face? Yeah. And he um, he, he puts in that line about, oh, I work under the esteemed Julian. Um, I like a comment from our Facebook page from Anchor Babcock. Yeah. Uh, Technically, Savitar wouldn't have lost its memories unless Barry was never going to get his memories back. If Barry was destined to get his memories back, Savitar would just remember a time when he lost his memories, <laughs> memories yeah. temporarily. Yet yeah. again, the timeline, <laughs> the rules don't apply to him <laughs> the more he travels through time. Um, I did. I wanted... It reminded me a lot of this clip from uh, Season 2 of The Flash where he's fighting Zoom. Uh, I just want to play it here. <laughs> So Zoom's time remnant appears and kills him. Let me do it for you. So close, Barry. 
another time room that... You see, Barry, there could be two of you. You just have to be willing to kill yourself. Yeah. You're almost ready. <laughs> so what do you think of that? Do you think that set up for this season? Yeah, uh, Barry's only made one uh, timeline remnant, and uh, he killed himself. Yeah, the, the remnant killed himself. Yeah, um, not Barry. Barry has not murdered anybody. It's just the remnant committed suicide. So, yeah, it just made me think back to that scene with Zoom. He's like, you could become me. So the Savitar version has pretty much become an evil like Zoom, and it's because... Barry decides to make all these timeline remnants to uh, to stop Zoom at any cost. Yeah, and the reason he becomes that is because he doesn't have the courage to kill himself. Like, mm. Yeah, he's like, you you could do this too if you just have the courage to kill yourself. Well, Barry did try to kill him. Well, he said, well, what if I kill myself right now? I think he is at a point where he could kill himself to save Iris and to save everybody else, uh, even though it's sort of like a hard prospect to uh, to wrap your mind around. Um, I did like this episode that they um, they made sort of a bigger role for um, for Iris. Uh, she was sort of the custodian of the Flash uh, this week when he didn't have any memories. Because um, even though like they've sort of set Iris up as the focal point a little bit, like we need to save Iris before the end of the season, she really hasn't been involved in the process of saving her. Um, they've kind of like sidelined her. She's not really. Uh, in the middle of it, it's more just been about Barry's issues with it. So it was nice to have her uh, sort of confronted a little bit uh, this week with, um, well, what if we just leave Barry the way he is without memories? And what if he doesn't go back? Um, I think he would be uh, yeah. better. Like she actually liked him not having a memory just because he was like so innocent. Yeah, and they, they made a point to show all these cutesy scenes like, uh, you know, Red Sox girl here in our chat is saying um, one of my Facebook friends was very excited that they mentioned the Dragon Ball Z thing that Barry Barry is a big Dragon Ball Z fan. Uh, one of those like cutesy little um, my chat's not updating. <laughs> one of those cutesy little messages they put in like you know when Barry and Iris are, are meeting at Jitters and like he's just going through like old photos of himself trying to reacquaint himself. Um, and they had like lots of little jokes going on. Like when he first loses his memory and he's talking to Wally and he's just like, so what's our relationship? And he's just like, well, we're brothers. And <laughs> then he looks down and he's just like, oh, I don't have the same color skin as you. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. And then I was just like, well. The facials were really good on that part. He's just like, yeah. uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> But I wanted and Wally to, just like, Ooh. Yeah. I just wanted Wally to be like, well, we're brothers and you're uh, engaged to our sister, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought about that too. Um, yeah, and he's like, we grew up together, and you let me become an anime nerd? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, God, I wasn't cool. Yeah. I was like, well, I didn't let you do anything. You made up your mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, lots of little things, like when when they walk into his, uh, his loft, he's just like, whoa, how do we afford this? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was another uh, thing in Anchor Babcock's comment on our Facebook page. Like, how... Um, if he, he becomes such so stupid, like he forgets everything he learned in his CSI school or college or wherever he went, like right. he re forgets his whole life. How does he remember to do anything? Like he should forget how to read. And <laughs> I think they make yet, he, yet he knows that anime wasn't cool. Like he could, yeah. I mean, it's like in Guardians of the Galaxy where they say, "Is is Mary Poppins cool?" 
<laughs> He's the coolest. Like, that's what it should have been like. He should have been like, is Dragon Ball Z cool? Yeah. It's like, no, that's nerdy. Uh, so the the only thing we really don't know going forward is what why Caitlyn is helping Savitar. Yeah, so she uh, she makes a point to come in and help the team uh, uh, restore Barry's memories because it's also affected Savitar. Um, and uh, she's like, you never should have attempted it without Caitlyn. And Cisco uh, sort of drags her down memory lane a little bit and says, like, um, all my treasured memories, you're in them. And it sort of seems like it has an effect on her a little bit. Yeah. You kind of see the effect where the, the frost comes off her eyes and when she gets in the elevator, but she still maintains her evilness. Yeah, which is, is still odd to me because um, they showed, uh, like, she's not incapable of love. It's just for some reason she's rejecting the people in her life. And I don't know why. Like, the, this killer frost persona. Um, they kind of they kind of surmised that Caitlyn went with Savitar because it's a familiar face, but being Barry, but like that, that didn't make any sense because that didn't make any sense. The real Barry is a more familiar face. I did read a theory that people thought like he's somehow going to reunite her with Ronnie, um, maybe by making like a timeline uh, of yeah, Ronnie or something. I was just gonna say that's that makes the most sense. Like Savitar promises to pull Ronnie Raymond out of the timeline to reunite them, but is that really like Caitlyn's only? motivating factor like she loves ronnie yes but like she loves barry and she loves cisco as well like they were her closest friends and well they've established in the show that ronnie was her true love yes but i'm saying it's like she is capable of, of love as killer frost like they've even shown that on earth too when you know she was with Deathstorm, like ronnie raymond of that world um so it's just odd to me that even though she's evil, like the feelings that she had for everybody else who's who was in her life are suddenly like, I hate you. Um, maybe, that, maybe she could be thinking like that's the only way she'll get him back is by turning her back on her other friends. Yeah, but like even before she met Savitar, like as Killer Frost, she was, you know, busy antagonizing her friends. So I don't know. It's just it's weird to me. Like she she clearly loves these people and she was worried about turning into Killer Frost because of them. But Killer Frost is also capable of loving somebody. Uh, maybe did she just love somebody who's evil? I don't know. Like, that's the only thing that she can love. And we see in the future that it doesn't work because he was just being held in a cell by Julian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't know that, so. And she was not willing to help them at all, even though her plan failed when yeah. he went to the future. Uh, any last thoughts going forward with The Flash? Uh, no, I mean, I didn't watch the preview for next week, but... Uh, so I the just... preview for next week um, saw that like glowing orb at the end of the episode because they they said oh it'll take the power of more power oh, right. than the sun has to to power that uh, device that Tracy Brand created the speed cannon. Um, so next week I guess Barry's going to team up with Captain Cold to steal that power source, which I'm not sure what it is. I think it's something from the Dominator ship, the aliens that invaded. So he needs to go back in time to yeah I don't I don't know how Captain Cold or how Captain Cold is going to appear okay. since he's dead on Legends of Tomorrow is he going to pull up, pull him out of the past I mean that's his only option right so I guess so he's going to um, mess with the timeline once again I don't know I just I thought like once Savitar was revealed because um, they dragged out that secret for so long. Um, 
that the last couple episodes would be exciting. Like, did you watch that sizzle reel that they released this uh, earlier in the week before the episode came out for the remaining episodes of the season? No, I didn't see that. It looked so good. Like, it, so many things were, uh, you know, like they're promising so many things before the end of the season. Like, you see, like, um, Savitar meeting, uh, or, you know, Future Barry at least meeting Joe and Iris and um, them sort of seeing, like, the hate in his eyes and, like, seeing that, oh, yeah, that's the same look I saw on Barry's face when he, like, lost his mother. And, um, like, there were lots of cool little touches in there. And then, like, and there's only a couple episodes left. And I was, like, so looking forward to the last couple episodes after I saw that sizzle reel. And I'm like, after I saw this episode, I was a little let down that, you know, it it didn't go anywhere. It, it wasn't at full speed. It was just like this little, like, break for an episode where, you know, we remember why Barry is such a nice guy. <laughs> um, and he just felt like, oh, well, I guess the CW just has, like, a better marketing department, maybe. Well, you got the sizzle, but maybe the steak's not so succulent. <laughs> <laughs> comment from Red Sox girl in the chat. Barry should have forgotten how to poop. He should have been pooping his pants. <laughs> That's funny. Um, God, that threw me off. So, I don't know what else. What else was there? What did we get? What did you see? Anything in the um, sizzle reel that of what to expect coming up? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember. I just remember watching it and uh, really enjoying it. There were a couple like cool. Uh, cool scenes in there. I think maybe the reason we didn't see Savitar is because he forgot how to take his suit off. Like, he was just stuck in his Transformer suit. Oh, and, <laughs> and when he lost his memory? Yeah. <laughs> so this week's Supergirl. You watched that, right? I did. Uh, I actually uh, sort of enjoyed this week. Uh, I liked the the focus on on Guardian um, this episode. I it, it seemed to be more of a Guardian-heavy episode than a Kara one, which was nice. Yeah, so Guardian, Jimmy Olsen, pretty much, he likes being a superhero and fighting crime, but apparently he's not loved enough. <laughs> yeah, he kind of heard him that like <laughs> people were just afraid of him. Like They'd never heard of Guardian or something, and they just thought, like, here's this big armored dude with the shield who's coming up to, like, even though he fought off everybody attacking you, he's clearly going to attack you now. I like how they, they imply that Batman exists on Supergirl's Earth, because Guardian says... Uh, I'm just, I'm a big guy in a scary mask, just like Clark's friend. And then um, Wynn, who he's with, makes like a little finger ear. And he's like, oh, uh, this guy? Yeah, because they're not allowed to say like Batman. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I think they're more like frenemies. <laughs> so does that, does that confirm Batman exists on Supergirl's Earth 38? He must. I mean, you can't have a Superman, Superman world without Batman floating around. So the, uh, the gist of this episode of Supergirl was that... Um, Rhea is using Lillian Luther, uh, not Lillian Luther, Lena Luther, to make this portal. So that, like, uh, I mean, you find out ultimately her plan is just yeah. um, to bring the citizens of uh, Daxum to, to Earth. But, like, the uh, she sells it to Lena as, like, yeah. you she know, says portals will be so great for humans. You could travel instantly all over the globe. Yeah, she she's like, well, you'd be helping me get home to my people, and Earth yeah. can use these portals to make travel instant, and I she's really just bringing an, her army to Earth. It's so weird because like, she partners with Lena to build these portals, but uh, it's like she's quizzing Lena the whole time. Like, Lena can't figure out how to get the portals to work. Like, she, it's so hard for her. Like, she's like, oh, I need to figure out what, uh, in this kind of energy and these subatomic particles and all this stuff, and I'm like. 
Rhea already knows how to build it. Like this is technology that exists on, on her world. Why is she like letting her struggle through it to figure out the answer? Just tell her how to build the portal. Well, I don't know. I don't think Rhea knew how to build it. I think she had like. But you're a she had like the details, but she civilization that travels from like one galaxy to another, and you're gonna trust Lena Luther, who like you know lives on Earth with yeah. no s- spaceships. But Ray is not a scientist; she's a queen, so she doesn't know that she seemed to nitty gritty assimilated all of the Earth culture. Like <laughs> she had so many colloquialisms that she was firing off the bat there. Yeah, you have a point. She just needed to give mother, motherly advice. I guess. And she's just buttering her up the whole episode. Lena just wants like a mom figure to love her and not compare her to Lex. Uh, she even says, like, oh, I wish Lex were here. He would figure this out. And then, like, Rhea is just like, well, I don't wish Lex were here. <laughs> so the other half of the story is um, that when they power up this portal, it causes these aliens living on Earth called Forians. It causes them to lose their minds because of all the... Ri- electromagnetic radiation, I guess, that the portal's giving off, that they just go crazy and start attacking things. And Guardian is investigating these people. Right. So uh, it, there's one that sort of attacks like the town square when he and Wynn are, are floating around um, and basically causes their telekinetic and their telepathic and it just causes all of their telekinetic powers to go out of control and start like destroying buildings and stuff. Um, to the point where uh, James, uh, you know, he's all depressed because people don't love Guardian <laughs> and he's not getting recognized enough for Guardian. Uh, so that when he's around this attack and he's like, oh, I guess I'll, I'll try to figure out who's uh, who's solving it. He runs into the woman, uh, the the alien, the foreign alien. Uh, he runs into her son and uh, decides to mentor the kid a little bit. Yeah. They investigate the woman's home and it's like, her eight-year-old son, or however old he is, is still there. She's just, like, abandoned him. Yeah. And he's scared, and so he brings her. He brings the kid to the DEO, but, like, he's formed a bond with him. Yeah. Which they imply is only because they're both black. <laughs> yeah, and uh, James is even just like, why? Why do you even need me? Like, you're also <laughs> black, uh, John Jones. Uh, they're like... He he likes someone. He wants to talk to someone who looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I'm black. <laughs> I like how. Um, well, actually, I'm not sure if I liked it, but uh, Jean was like so disrespectful to Jimmy at the near the beginning of the episode. He's like, he says sarcastically, like, not only you're a masked vigilante and a photographer, but you're a child psychologist too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why people are just douches to Jimmy. Like, he just wants to make a difference. And, like, uh, Kara's the same way. She didn't want him, uh, you know, putting himself in danger. But, like, it's it's his decision, you know? And this is what he's decided to do. And he's clearly making a bit of a difference, even if people don't recognize it. So, like... I mean, he's uh, cleaning up the streets. Yeah. And it, it he does have DEO technology protecting him. Like, Wynn made that suit out of, like, scraps at the DEO. So, like, couldn't they use uh, his armor and outfit their own... Uh, agents with that i know you think so they have a, and i'm sure the agents at the deo are probably better trained than jimmy too so yeah like what jimmy just like took some karate lessons right <laughs> that was about it i don't think he's even done that it's just all the suit that protects him uh-huh. um i did like how win says they're trying to get information out of the kid he's like just give him some action figures he'll sing like a canary and i was just <laughs> like you know if I was being interrogated and they gave me some action figures, I like I'd, I'd probably tell them whatever they wanted to know. <laughs> I love action figures. 
Uh, it's also weird how after disrespecting Jimmy, John like w- wants him to help out so bad, like because he, I think he sort of realizes that John's the only way this kid's gonna talk. Um, he like he tells he like tries to convince him to become the boy's father figure, like after Jimmy had just spent the day with him and he almost destroyed the entire building that he works in. I did think it was funny, like yeah, when he uh, when they activate the portal again and the kid goes crazy inside of Catco, uh, they kind of zoom out of the building. You see like there's big big cracks in the building, like it looks like it's almost about to fall over. And I'm yeah. like, oh, are they just gonna destroy this set in this episode so they never have to use it again? Uh, but I guess that's not the case. Like they'll somehow just fix those cracks in the building. <laughs> Supergirl just welded up with her heat vision. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking like I know it's TV, and that everyone has to be super virtuous and forgive him immediately. But I'm like, if, if this kid that I was just trying to help, like almost killed everyone in my building, like I'd, I just leave, I'd be done with it. Like lock <laughs> yeah, the kid they, up. He's they dangerous. Made a point of saying that like, it wasn't his fault. Like he, he there's some energy spike or something they found, uh, that they didn't really know where it was coming from, but that was affecting him. And so, uh, that's why they were, they tried to protect him in the, in the, in the DEL. So, uh, and again, Always, why why can't Jean just read the kid's mind? <laughs> they yeah. Sometimes they kind of go out of the way saying like, "Oh, he's just blocking me," even though it doesn't make any sense. They like, didn't even mention. He didn't they, even try. He didn't, they didn't even mention try it this, episode. this episode. Yeah, and he, the kid's telepathic too. Like he should be especially able to read his mind. <laughs> um, but they eventually the kid gets like a telepathic vision of where his mom is, and Guardian helps him go find her. Yeah. And he, uh, they built like a little uh, device that should shield them from any of the uh, future energy attempts. But when they go and actually find the mom, like she's actually hiding out with Morphorians, and there's uh, like a bunch of them. Yeah, there's like two dozen of these aliens, like all yeah. in this building. And which, why did they even go there? Like, I get that they were in but, trouble because they were destroying stuff, but like, the mom just abandoned her, her son. Kid, yeah, I thought it was so weird. She's like, "Thanks for returning him." But, uh, like, you abandoned him. Like, he's been gone for, like, two days. Yeah. Like, she didn't even, like, reach out to him. Like, oh, Mentally, hey, little yeah. Marcus, where at this <laughs> warehouse, <Marcus>. come, <laughs> come meet us. It's like, she just left him at home to be found. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, do you think James learns by the end of the episode that it, it doesn't matter if people recognize you or not? And, like, he's just doing a good thing? No. I think he just, he got the the praise he wants by making the connection with little marcus yeah but that's just the one kid like <laughs> national city doesn't know that we should should make a less scary outfit you know add <laughs> some color to the suit yeah put like a big g or something like a like a, some sort of logo that people are are aware of also like how um they're like all all these forians together they could destroy the whole city but like all it takes to stop them is jimmy screaming about trust <laughs> to little marcus he's well, like he broke through he broke through that that energy barrier <laughs> yeah it, it's like this radiation from the portal that they're building is causing them to just lose their minds but if jimmy just screams about trust at him hard enough he'll just snap out of it and they'll all regain self-control <laughs> well listen though saving the city depended on that speech um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i thought it was a. Uh, it was nice that they they did it now and not at the end of the season, but you finally figure out um, that Monel or realizes that his mom is the one making all of these moves in National City and uh, sees that she didn't leave like she 
that he like he thought she did um and even finds out that his dad is dead although she tells him that he committed suicide <laughs> he was so distraught that you wouldn't come home with us yeah um yeah i i am looking more forward to next week and and the uh, upcoming episodes it looks like the alien invasion could be pretty cool yeah um Hello. oh so before that real quick um so did they explain that the Daxamites don't have the same abilities as Supergirl? Because I kind of assumed that he did. Like, he was super fast and super strong, but then he pulls out a gun. And he's just like, bet she didn't know these could hurt you. And I'm like, wait, they can? Uh, well, they did explain in one episode earlier in the season, like, you know how um, Kryptonians are sickened by kryptonite? Like, that's their... Yeah. Apparently, the Daxamites are allergic to lead. Oh, so, so uh, if bu- it's like, a lead bullet or something. It yeah. So lead affects them like kryptonite would affect a Kryptonian. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why, like, he got shot in the leg when they were being held captive by Cadmus. And he was, like, bleeding out. Oh, I must have missed, uh, not remember that one. Um, yeah, so that's... But he is, like, <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> that's has quite a weakness, because anyone with a gun can stop him. Yeah, but otherwise he is, like, sort of impervious, like Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. It is quite a weakness because <laughs> humans have plenty of blood. <laughs> I know kryptonite you have to get from <laughs> meteors that yeah, and there they are barely big, any. They made a big showing at the start of the season that they that they got rid of all the kryptonite. I don't know why because that seems like oh well sometimes you really do like just for storytelling purposes like car can't be invincible all the time, so sometimes you really do need some kryptonite. But like it was just like at the start of the season like oh all the kryptonite on Earth is gone. Thanks, see ya. <laughs> Um, but I think the uh, the alien invasion, it could be interesting. Like, actually, uh, it was excited for that. Like, so they didn't stop the portal at the end, and the portal works, and then all the Daxmite ships show up on Earth. And yeah, um, I know all these aliens trying to take over will yeah. definitely make like Cadmus and Lily and Luther more sympathetic to people. Yeah, so like they could become good guys in the public's eyes. I did think it was pretty cool that last shot of just all those um, ships over National City. And uh, I thought to myself, like, how how is this going to play out with the president, who we know is also an alien, um, who was preaching, like, alien equality? Like, how are you going to take this when a bunch of ships just show over uh, show up over one of your cities, you know? You think it'll be, they'll try to, like, relate it to real life, or they'll make it out like they're refugees and we have to take in all refugees? Well, it depends on the stance of the Daxmite ships. Like, are they going to attempt to conquer National City? Like, which seems odd because there's so many ships they could easily conquer National City. <laughs> or are they going to play it, like you said, like, are they just going to say, like, oh, we're refugees. Could we just have some space to ourselves? Well, I think because the president is, like, a hidden alien, she's going to do something to try to help them and maybe betray. Well, she made a big deal about not engaging with them um, a couple right. episodes ago, so... Uh, I do wonder how that will play out um, next week. I didn't watch the uh, the preview. Did you? Um, I did. It was they didn't give away a whole lot. It was pretty much just what are we gonna do about these Daxamites? Mm. Uh, so let's move on to this week's Arrow. Arrow this week, uh, sort of a big episode, a little bit. Um, Thea's back. Thea's back. I was actually really excited because I had no idea she was coming back this week. Uh, I kind of just assumed that she would be done for the rest of the season, but I was actually happy to see Thea, and she was in a big part of the episode. Like, 
I, I actually really enjoyed this uh, this Arrow episode. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. She still won't put the costume back on, though. No, I was upset. So <laughs> at some point, Oliver's just like, hey, you want to come back to the bunker and you know, relive old times? She's like, maybe old times should stay old times. I'm like, ah, Thea. Oh, come on. Yeah. She still, we still like don't really explain where she was. He's like, where were you? No. Were, you were you with Roy? Yeah. And she's just <laughs> like, oh, Roy can't take this hot mess. <laughs> so I'm like, what was she doing, drugs? <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was weird. She was just like, I knew once you caught Prometheus, you'd be like yanking me back. Or you, you know, once you uh, announced who Prometheus was, you'd uh, be yanking me back here. I'm like, didn't they like announce who Prometheus was like a month ago? <laughs> so what took so long? And you think, uh, like her actions when she was like his assistant, like in the first half of the season. Yeah. Like everything she was doing. Like, if he had just listened to her, like, things would have worked out better. Oh, yeah. She was actually a great chief of staff. Like, she was uh, basically almost, like, um, deputy mayor. Like, she had a lot of power because, like, she was the one. Oliver was skipping a lot of the mayoral stuff because he was still, like, full on Green Arrow. Uh, so she was the one running the show, and she did such a great job of it. And uh, I was sort of upset that Oliver sends her away because I felt like he did it um, sort of based off of emotion and not because... Um, not out of logic, you know, like he was just upset about Susan Williams and he wanted her to go to go because yeah. of that. So the the gist of this episode is that Prometheus uncovers that basically Robert Queen, their father, had killed a guy fifteen years earlier and he's trying to show that not just Oliver is a killer, but his whole family are killers. It's funny because it's just like when you think about it, when you try to think about it logically, it's just like how does one uh, Prometheus find all of this stuff? Like <laughs> Oliver had no idea. Like he, this is no like no clue, never up on his radar. And uh, Prometheus just finds random security footage that Oliver uh, that um, Oliver's dad, uh, Robert Queen, had scrubbed like fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago, like thought he had gotten rid of everything, but somehow <laughs> Prometheus finds a copy. That, you know and look uh thought to look into robert's past it's some shady deal where um a guy went missing uh and they never found him uh and in the start of this episode he shows up in uh oliver queen's office just in case in concrete just a body of this guy <laughs> that was pretty cool yeah just send him the, the concrete in case body chiseled out yeah and uh even though everybody warns him like oh it could be a bomb just leave it alone wait till the bomb squad gets here he just cracks it over he's like it's, it's a message from prometheus i know it <laughs> And then it's just a dude, like a dude encasing concrete. And they, they he, do their forensics and they find uh, Robert Queen's fingerprints all over it. He goes in and just cracks it open and uh, Lance is like, he was a bomb diffuser in a past life. <laughs> and Oliver <laughs> just gives him this glare. And he's like, what do you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're being be a psycho right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like how uh, they watch the, um, like he sends them. They're trying to say that his father's a killer. And Oliver just unflinchingly believes that his father could never kill anyone. But he knows that his father had killed people. Like, And he even says as much. Like, He's like, I know dad was involved in the reckoning. And um, Didn't Oliver watch him shoot another man on the life raft when they were... Yeah. He shot the guy and then shot and himself. himself. Yeah. I'm like, like he's tried to say that, oh, my father was brave and he killed himself so that I could live. But he also killed another dude next to you so that you could live. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I could... Sw- I'm like, did I misremember that? I, I could swear there was another guy on the lifeboat <laughs> that Robert Queen killed before he killed himself. So I'm like, he knows he, he's capable of killing. Yeah. I mean, I, I know he... I think deep down, Oliver did know that his dad is capable of uh, of killing people. I mean, obviously he saw it, but 
Um, he just doesn't want to believe that his dad covered up a murder. Um, but when you think about it, is it really that far off? Because like you do that all the time. Oliver. Okay. Maybe he could kill someone, but he would never cover it up. <laughs> yeah. Ha- Oliver's covered up murders too. Just this season, he covered up the Billy Malone killing. Uh, yeah, honestly. <laughs> it was just funny when like Thea watches the video. Um, you know, she's like, oh, or uh, Oliver says like, oh, it's just, you know, accidental. And she's like, well, he didn't accidentally cover it up. <laughs> yeah, it was clearly an accident. Like the guy, he just, I'm like, first of all, why are they arguing on like a catwalk with no railings just over a con- <laughs> concrete, yeah, concrete like, vat? It is weird that there's just a concrete vat and then like there's just a hole where railings should be. <laughs> They're arguing right next to it and shoving at each other and he just falls into it. Yeah, the guy he killed like shoves him first, and then they like spin around, and he backs away, and the guy just just falls into the concrete vat of yeah. like it's like liquid concrete. And first of all, I'm like, how did that even kill him? Like, couldn't he just climb out? Yeah, like, it's still liquid. Yeah, we didn't see him. Like Robert didn't hit him in the head with a hammer or anything. We don't see him get knocked out when he falls. It's yeah. like falling in a swimming pool. What I thought was also weird too is like. uh <laughs> Thea says like before they watch the video like it looks authentic there's no way this could be faked and you're watching it and I was like this looks all CGI it looks terribly fake <laughs> <laughs> he did uh we see him return to the island with help from Anatoly because he's gonna uh get I did, prepared yeah. to be rescued and they showed uh, a shot of from like the first scene in the pilot where you you see um you kind of well in the pilot you see um Deathstroke's, Deathstroke's mask with yeah. an arrow through the eye uh, sort of foreshadowing what happens, but um, you finally figure out what happens, uh, or how that comes to be on the island, and uh, it, I don't know. It was a little, I don't know. Yeah, he boring. just, just like, kind of found it, and he stuck an arrow. It. Yeah. It's like, I'll just put this here. It's like, this is a bad omen. Oh, don't worry about it. It's just washed up on shore. He was my friend. But, like, do you really think it was uh, Deathstroke's mask, or do you think it was, like, Billy Wintergreen's mask? It's a good poll, that name. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Wintergreen, his his uh his partner, Deathstroke's partner in BFF. That he killed? Yeah. It was probably Deathstroke's mask because he said it washed up on the beach and Billy Wintergreen died like inland, so Oh, did he? Uh-oh. I just thought it could have also been Billy Wintergreen's mask and It could have been. Yeah. And then they just like <laughs> shot the same a, mask. A, an arrow through the eye. Um but yeah, at the end of I did like that line where uh because he didn't have the long hair. In the pilot, we see him with the long hair and a really bushy beard. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Anatoly gives him this pack. He's like, here, this will help. I People wouldn't believe this barbershop on islands. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what did you give him? It was like a, a wig and like a beard wig? Like, We don't see what was in it, but he just yeah. he said there's no barbershop on the island. So I assumed it was like a disguise. Well, yeah, like uh, I knew like because we had seen him in the pilot that he had the big bushy hair and the big bushy beard. But I was just like. So did he give him pills to make it grow really fast, or was he just wearing a beard wig the whole time? But then we see he's not done there yet because Kovar shows up on the island and knocks him out. Yeah, um, I it, I did think it was cool they're sort of wrapping up the island stuff. Um, you know, we're getting to the point where it's just about where he gets picked up in the pilot. Um, but there seems like there's one little last uh, bit of adventure where Kovar is at the island and uh, knocks him out, which is odd because if he's trying to get his revenge on Oliver, why wouldn't he just kill Oliver? He clearly had the the surprise on him. This kind of, I kind of saw like a double meaning too, because when he's talking with like Felicity or Thea, 
they're talking about like we got to stop living in the past and just live for ourselves. I yeah. was like, does that is that like a double meaning? Stop living in the past because there's no more flashbacks. <laughs> um, speaking of Felicity, this episode, I uh, I didn't really like the Olicity episode they had last week and the sort of rekindling of their romance or whatever. If if it's going that way, um, I just don't want whole episodes devoted to it and i don't like their relationship at all just because i feel like she becomes the worst version of herself and uh when they're together um but i didn't like uh so oliver decides he's going to put the green arrow costume back on uh this week to to fight crime and i i just didn't like that it came from felicity felicity gives him one of her trademark speeches about you know being good and you know forgiving yourself and all that stuff and then he's just like okay yeah i can <laughs> wear the costume again i just i wanted it to feel like he had earned the right to wear or the costume again to be green arrow and uh i didn't feel like he got to that point yet and i just didn't like that she was the one that got him to put the costume back on am i alone in that or am i just dumb no i mean it would have been better if he had like some type of personal triumph moment rather than right. just finally being convinced by i guess thea and felicity because i think thea had a lot of a lot of uh, effect on him too but right i mean i agree that the elicity thing is so played out and they need to just give him something new right like what happened to susan williams like she's just i didn't like susan williams so i'm actually glad that she just disappeared but yeah um, he saved her from prometheus and we haven't seen her since i know i just i feel like she was a, a terrible character, a terrible person. I mean, I didn't like her le- either, but it was like something to stop the Oliver and Felicity stuff. Yeah, I just, I don't mind him having a girlfriend. I just want, I don't know, I just want it to feel real. Like when, when it's with Felicity, like she, I feel like she bosses him around all the time. Like she's always just like, oh, listen to me. This is the way things should go. And I, I just don't. And she was like, oh, we need a hundred percent honesty. You can't have your own secrets. And. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. chill out, Felicity. You lied to me about your son for completely valid reasons. Yeah. Like, chill out, Felicity. Like, you don't need to make this like a life and death scenario like every time you discuss your relationship. Um, the the relationship was with Laurel was so much better. Yeah, I mean, uh, granted, it's like they had their ups and downs because like he did cheat on her and, you know, she thought he was dead for five years. But like, um, at least it you think felt back to Tommy Merwin sacrificed his life to save Laurel. Yeah. And now Laurel's dead too. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> seems like a waste. <laughs> like you just let her die in the first season. And Malcolm Merwin is still kicking. Um, I thought it was yeah. I mean, granted they might not be soulmates, but like I, I would have felt like um it a uh, sort of like a circle. Like it would have happened like a circle. Like he was pining for Laurel the whole time he was on the island. Uh and then like now that it's five years and we're done with the flashbacks, like shouldn't it have been that he finally gets to be with Laurel? It's five years later and he's repaired that relationship, but they killed her off. So I guess it doesn't matter. Um, so also on this, I, um, Cody Rhodes is back as Derek Sampson. He's kind of working as a henchman f- to help Prometheus. Well, so this must've been Prometheus's plan all along. Like, Oh, all the convictions I get, they'll just be released for some dumb reason. Which doesn't make any sense to me, but he's going to. Um, but he he's like stealing three different chemicals to make like a bomb to give everyone tuberculosis. Yeah, but like he, so his plan was that uh, what is the name? Derek Samson, Stardust or whatever, is going to get released. And how does he like get his loyalty right away? Like how does he get Cody Rose to just be like, sure, I'll just do what you want? Yeah, it's 
that was very questionable because he's like, why would he be helping Prometheus? And he's like, well, he was the one who got him released by having it be revealed that he's a killer. So, <laughs> well, it was too. It was funny too. Like when they they all get released, then like they're like, well, we should just keep tabs on the dangerous ones. And then Felicity's like, my vote's on Cody Rhodes because. <laughs> I don't know why. I was trying to think, like, why? Was he really that bad of a villain? He only lasted one episode. I like that first part where they get a, a trace on him, and um, they go to that office building, and it's, like, this huge building, but they walk in, and the trap is right inside the front door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, can you give us a narrow down? Because it's a huge building. And then they just immediately fall into a trap. It, it was kind of a dumb trap, too. Just, like, the room fills with concrete. And Oliver's just like, don't worry, we're not going to die. Like, this isn't his end game. <laughs> and then uh, Dinah and Curtis save them. And I'm like, so he saves them. And then they just leave. I'm like, they don't search the rest of the building. No, that was it. Just They're like, just oh, back we, at the base. We found the trap. So. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just a concrete room. And Oliver finally captures Prometheus, which is questionable, too. Yeah, I happened. mean, clearly it was part of his plan. Like, Prometheus doesn't even fight. Like... So when they go to stop the tuberculosis machine, like they run into Prometheus in a stairwell, and then like uh, it's Oliver and um, who was it, uh, Mister uh, Terrific and Diggle and Diggle, yeah. So literally, all he does is like pushes Prometheus Spartan. over so that they can run by him. Yeah, to help <laughs> to help the Dinah and Wild Dog on the roof. Yeah, but then he just fights in the stairwell a little bit, and and that's it. And then like they have a conversation where like Oliver reveals to him that. His father, uh, Prometheus's father, uh, was going to disown him. That's yeah. why he was like seeing a lawyer that day. And like that's something people do. <laughs> yeah, like, they see a lawyer to disown their children. Yeah, I mean, don't you just tell your children like you're going to disown them? Like you don't see the or lawyer, just kick them out of the house. Yeah, I'm like after being ten steps ahead of Oliver's every move, plus all these elaborate traps he set. Uh, Chase just surrenders because Oliver says his dad was ashamed of him. <laughs> yeah, like if you're Oliver, do you really buy that too? Like Chase is, like you said, been ten steps ahead the whole time, and all of a sudden, yeah, now, it has to be a ruse. Yeah, now that you have Chase, like you're not, you're celebrating, really. Um. Yeah, they're like, oh, we get to go out and celebrate. Well, they did stop the tuberculosis machine, even though it's a terrible plan. Uh, of releasing tuberculosis in the atmosphere, but uh, and then we uh, we see uh, Prometheus has been safely esconded into an Argus prison for some reason, and not um, SCPD or not Iron Heights or anything. Yeah, a, a Argus black site. Yeah, that Diggle's fine with now. And uh, apparently, uh, they threw a TV like right in front of his cell, which was a square box in the center of a room. Yeah, they just have a big flat screen TV <laughs> set up right next to his cell. And they just left the news on for Prometheus so that he could see what was happening. And, you know, Oliver gives his speech of, uh, you know, uh, sure, my dad uh, wasn't the guy I thought he was. And it turns out he did murder this guy. But let me tell you, he uh, saved my life. So that's that's all I can tell you. Uh, clarification from the chat. Yes, it, it was Cody Rhodes, the wrestler. Yeah. Who was, uh, I guess, starring in this episode. Uh, just to note on the, uh, I guess, the C, the C plot of this episode. Um, Wild Dog is trying, is going to a hearing to get custody of his daughter, mm -hmm. which he doesn't show up for, for some reason. Yeah, so um, I guess there's two options. He's either uh, like a douchebag who 
gave up and decided he wasn't going to have a daughter anymore. Or he was, I don't know, kidnapped or delayed somehow. Which I actually loved Lance's performance in this episode, the actor. Yeah. Like, he gave a really good performance. Paul like Blackthorn. convincing, Yeah, convincing Renee to get his daughter back. Like, he put some real emotion into it. Well, yeah, that's why he's, like, a great actor. And I was sort of upset that he, along with Thea, were, were sidelined uh, this season. Um, because he's always great, and they just haven't really given him much to do. Like, even when he lost Laurel at the start of the season, they just kind of made him a drunk, and then he disappeared for rehab for a bunch of episodes, and then came back, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, dealing with his stuff, could he could have been so much more involved, especially with, like... Yeah. Like, he should be kind of adopting the new Black Canary as, like, his new daughter. Like, they should have some kind of relationship. Well, he was starting to do that a bit with Thea, um, and then they sent Thea away, so... (laughs) Like, Thea was, you know, trying to protect him, trying to help him. She gave him the deputy mayor job. She took him to rehab. And then, like, Thea's just like, okay, peace out. See ya. Like, this, the scene before we see Wild Dog not showing up for his hearing is, like, when he suggests that we should go out and party because we captured Prometheus. And I'm yeah. like, was, did he get drunk and oversleep? So, well, well, this is part of Prometheus's plan. He's like, oh, they got, I know them so well, they're going to party now. <laughs> so I'll just get him when he's out at the party. Um, what did you think about Oliver withholding that video of, of, uh, Robert Queen for Thea? Um, I mean, his explanation for why he didn't show it to her kind of made sense because. Yeah. But like, if you're Thea, shouldn't, wouldn't you be upset? Like Oliver's been sitting on this video of your dead dad and you're just like, he made a personalized video for me and Oliver didn't think I should see it. But I mean, he tells her to watch out for Oliver and to, uh. That Oliver won't be able to get by without leaning on her for support. Yeah. Well, but then Oliver's like, he's become this violent vigilante. <laughs> it's like, I can see why he held back because he didn't want to suck Thea into that life, even though eventually she got sucked in anyway. Yeah, but that was sort of by her own choosing. Um, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to feel obligated to look out for me. But the truth is, like, they do need each other and they do need to look out for each other. But. For whatever reason, Oliver uh, and Thea, like, uh, Oliver sent Thea away and said that maybe you should go get some help. Uh, but I like, mean, that was kind of guilting her into coming back by saying, like, you know, you should be looking out for me. Yeah. Um, but I felt like it was it was nice for Thea because, like, she's always had this, um, she's had an issue with fathers because, like, she finds out Malcolm Merlin's her father and that's a whole set of baggage. But, like, finding out that the man who raised you and who you loved wasn't your father and then you know, finding that he was also a murderer and, like, there were definitely some things that weren't, like, above board with uh, Robert Queen, but then he leaves you, like, a personalized video message saying that he was proud of you and, you know, um, I don't know, just the whole thing's complicated and I sort of feel bad for Thea and, like, she's in a tough spot and what she probably really needs is to be around Oliver, but, you know, and is instead off alone, like, trying to figure things out. Yeah. But like you said, they didn't want to pay her for a full season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they fix that for season six. But I don't know. They they made a... It'll be interesting. I I mean, they do have a good dynamic together. Yeah. Um, and I do miss her as Speedy. I wish she would come back as uh, Speedy. And uh, I think Anchor uh, mentioned in, in on our Facebook uh, post that it's sort of like having um, Batman with, you know, Batgirl and Nightwing and... Uh, Red Hood and all that stuff, but like not having Robin by your side. Well, technically, Roy was is the real Speedy. I mean, um, 
arsenal. Like, like Thea was just created for the show. I don't think she exists in the comics. I think Thea was created for the show, but they did that thing where they were calling her speeding because she was on drugs the whole time in the first season. Yeah. Well, in the comics, like Roy is the one who's becomes hooked on dope, but they kind of like mix up their stories. Like, I think Thea's character is like an like a combination of other characters. Like, yeah. Um, I forget their names, but they're they're characters similar to her. Like, um, well, I knew with Roy Arrowette um, or whatever their names are. I knew with Roy, the actor needed to leave the show or wanted to leave the show. Um, actually, Mia Mia Dearden was like a a later Speedy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they have later Robins, right? That's kind of Thea's kind of like Mia. Uh, Is, isn't her middle name like Thea Dearden Queen or something like that? Or it might be like because was it Moira Moira Dearden Queen? I don't remember. Maybe. Uh, Do you think Roy will ever come back? I think it would be nice if he came back. I liked Roy, and uh, I kind of felt like they didn't give him a lot to do the the season he left. Um, and I, I'm. I think I read that the actor left for personal reasons. Um, and if he ever sort of got over any of that stuff, it would be nice for him to, to come back. I could, but, I mean, now the show's so saturated with characters, uh, it's hard for you to like get character development for the ones you really like. Well, we got two episodes left. I'm sure we'll see... Uh, I don't know if, if Roy will be back, but I'm sure Ragman will probably appear and uh, Talia will be back. I know Nyssa and Deathstroke are coming back for the finale. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for those. Uh, I do like Nissa and Deathstroke. I did want to say uh, that judge in Renee's hearing, she yeah. was way too satisfied with herself. I know. I, fe- I felt like she was such a huge bitch. She's like, yeah, fuck that guy. She got like a big smile. She's like, well, because he failed to show up, I'm denying this <laughs> child her father. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder if the director told her to like, just be a real jerk about it. He's not here on time. Oh, he's like a minute late. Well, everyone else was here on time, so I'm ruling in favor of the state or whoever the girl's living with now. Uh, so you saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two this week, right? I did. We'll talk quick because we're not the Marvel monitors, um, and also we're running out of time here. But we do monitor other universes. What do you think of Guardians Two? Uh, I mean, it was enjoyable. Um, I wouldn't say that it was better than the first Guardians. I think I enjoyed the first one a little bit more. Um, I, I just felt the first one was probably a little bit more unique, and this one was more... Uh, and granted, I haven't seen the first Guardians in a while, but this one felt a little bit more They took commercialized, everything, if that's the right word. They Th- took everything people loved about the first one and just focused on that, I think. I think that's what happened with this one. and it may, uh, Granted, if you loved a lot of the stuff from the first one and they gave you more of it, I, I assume that's probably good. I just felt like in some cases it was too much like i liked drax and i liked uh groot from the first movie but i felt like they did a little bit too much of it in this movie like um drax was just a little bit there was just a little too much of his sarcasm and and not really he's he's very literal but like there's just a lot of the same joke coming out of him um yeah drax for me too like in the first movie he was the jokes from him were like in spite of him, him not getting yeah. sarcasm, like, but now he, it's he like, would be like, I like, I really want to rip, uh, well, uh, Ronan, Ronan's head off. Like, I want to rip Ronan limb from limb. Like, he was violent, yeah, but he didn't understand things. This one, he's just, it's he's like he's such like, a goofball. Like, it's it's like he's in on the joke now. Like, even though he's so yeah, literal, he's, he's making jokes. Yeah, even though he's so literal, like, oh, you're so ugly, ha 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 ha, and he's, but he's laughing at it, and I'm like. 
so you know that you're being an idiot. Like you know you're just like saying dumb things. No, he, he didn't he didn't know he was being an idiot. Like but I think he's like understanding the humor now, I guess. But I don't uh, know. I just felt like his stuff was really funny. Like um He did have some good lines. The sensitive nipple thing was yeah. hilarious. And he talked about like pooping in somebody's bed or something. <laughs> um My turds are famously huge. Yeah, but then he would just like <laughs> laugh at his own stuff and I'm just like, all right. Um, yeah, it'd be better I, if he didn't laugh and like he just delivered the lines and everyone else looked weird. I felt like he was just a little predictable by the end, and like it was just uh, I was like, all right, uh, I'm I'm good with. I laughed too when he was meeting Ego with yeah. uh, with Star Lord, and he's like, "Did you make yourself a penis?" <laughs> yeah, that's everybody's question. <laughs> well, like of course he had to. He, he had sex with a woman. My father told grand stories of the time he impregnated my mother. <laughs> Um, it was clearly like the theme, like the theme of the first movie was a bunch of misfits coming together. And the theme of this movie was them being a family. Yeah. It was definitely like family oriented. And, um, I, I see that they like CGI baby Groot to be like the cutest thing possible, but like, I don't know. It just felt more commercialized. Like they were selling us on the idea of baby Groot and like how cute he is. And I just felt like by the end of it, like now, how is that commercialized? Like, because now it's like, oh, look how great Baby Groot is and how, com- like, now we can just sell you all of this stuff that's Baby Groot because we've shown you how cute he is in the 900 scenes that we featured him in. Was uh, was Groot that stupid in the first movie? I don't think so. He didn't seem like it. But, I mean, he's an adult in the first movie and he's a baby yeah. this time around. But, like... I thought Baby Groot was fine. He was fine. It's just, like, the three-minute opening sequence where he's just dancing around and, like, people are just like, Groot, get out of the way! <laughs> um, I was just like, all right, well, this is sort of pandering to people who just I, love baby Groot. Um but like I did well, I like, mean you gotta give him scenes. Yeah, but that wasn't a scene. It was just like it's just following baby Groot and watching him dance for three minutes. Like, I mean, come on. Um I did love I this, did the like part it, where he uh was freeing Yeah that's Rocket Raccoon and Yondu from Yeah. The jail. That's the part I was gonna say. Like that I did enjoy that scene where he's uh they're telling him that he needs like the fin that's in his drawer and he just comes <laughs> back and doesn't understand what fin is and he comes they like i really liked how far they took it like he came yeah. back like a dozen times yeah and the best was when he's dragging the desk like that's a desk <laughs> <laughs> it's uh we're looking for a fin um uh, i mean i thought it was a good movie i i didn't think it was like you know um uh, better than the first one i i think i enjoyed the first one better um and i thought it was uh the turn of um ego like he's a nice guy for most of the movie and then he says like there's like one sentence and all of a sudden he's evil and you just realize like okay this is strange (laughs) like now he's just evil the rest of the movie like all the charm and um and happiness he exuded like is just gone and he's not there anymore i know like the comedy was and the lightheartedness was like a lot of what people loved about the first one but i think they kind of went a little too overboard like, even the serious stuff, um, I thought the story with Gamora and Nebula, like, being yeah. so at odds with each other, like, I thought that should have been, like, that was the serious part of the movie. And even they kind of joked around with that. Um, yeah, I felt like there is, they, because they felt like they needed to have a joke like every other line, that the stuff that was more emotional, like uh, the Gamora and the Nebula sister stuff, the uh, Yondu, uh, or, or Star-Lord realizing that Yondu was his dad all along and um you know any of that emotional stuff just sort of 
undercut by like a joke that happened in the very next scene or the very next line and um i don't know just they could have let these emotional moments sort of simmer a little bit and like let you sit with it for a little bit before they started hammering you with jokes again and um yeah it was kind of weird too you you mentioned the the yondu stuff like he had just got finished saying like how much he hated him and he was such a jerk to him he just used him for thieving I know they have to get things done quickly in a movie, but he just goes right from being like, oh, you were my real father and I'm really going to miss you now, even though you were just hunting us and like taking us prisoner like that. They kind of flip flopped on that really hard. Um, I mean, I could see him coming to this somber realization that, you know, I guess Yondu was my real father the whole time. Like he taught me to be the way I am, but to just like slobber all over him and. Like, act like they're best friends. Yeah, like, it should still be a little bit of a complicated relationship. I mean, it was, even though he made the realization that he did have a father figure the whole time. And all the Ravagers show up to yeah. to celebrate his funeral, even though they had just kicked him out. <laughs> and he had, he had just, like, killed everyone on his own crew, except for that one guy. Yeah. It is. It was kind of weird, like, how... um like how badass he was just flying that arrow around killing everyone i'm like he he was never that badass when he was fighting the guardians no and yeah that arrow is like crazy deadly like he would just these little minute whistles and it's just like ripping right through things like he slaughtered like 200 people on his ship to get it back i did i thought it was um i did like the ego story i thought they did a good job of like adapting how he like became Star-Lord's father, like, he made a human body for himself, but he had to return to his planet. Um, and he planted, like, seeds of himself all over the galaxy. I I thought it would have been cool if we had, like, a little cameo, because, we, like, we see on Earth by the Dairy Queen where the thing mm-hmm. takes over. You know, I, we should add, like, a little cutaway to, like, I don't know, Falcon or someone at Avengers saying, whoa, guys, we got something going on here. You, you thought, like, they should have had something. I did think, like, you know, some Avengers in there, Avengers in there would... Uh would be a nice link because you know they're showing up in the Avengers movie the next one. Yeah. But they uh yeah, nobody else from the other Marvel movies showed up. But um yeah, like overall um you know, you know, I came up with these criticisms like after watching it, but I really enjoyed watching it while I was there. I enjoyed it while I was there. Um I just I I know it's a popular movie and a bunch of people in my Facebook feed had said how great it was. Um, I didn't know that it, it reached uh, me personally. Like I enjoyed the f- the film, and it's like a fun sort of lighthearted movie. I didn't go in expecting, um, you know, it for it to be uh the best movie ever. But uh, like I still had a good time. So, do you know if um, like Guardians and all the Avengers, it's gonna be a huge movie for the next Avengers movie. Do you know if any of the Netflix like Daredevil is gonna be in Infinity War? I think they're keeping them separate. Yeah. At least that's what I've heard so far. It's disappointing. I'd really like them to at least combine that a little bit, like have Daredevil maybe appear in one movie or something. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. Like, even Luke Cage um, has abilities that sort of rival Captain America, so. All right, well, we should wrap up. Uh, Look forward to next week. More chat about our beloved Arrowverse. Yeah. We are the DC Monitors. Again, download our shows uh, in every episode, the dcmonitors.wordpress.com. And please like us on Facebook, Facebook slash the DC Monitors. Follow us on Twitter as well. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good week. Yes, sir.